Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Ignorant Bliss. I'm going to try to keep this intro short and sweet. Uh, this is another conversation with my friend Ronald Wimberly. Uh, we recorded this a little bit ago. Um, we recorded this on my birthday in April. So this is um like kind of early on in in Corona land and in, in COVID-19 era. Uh, take note when you listen to the conversations at that point. Um, editing is hard, especially with everything going on. This is pre uprisings and, and murders by the police. Uh, I still hope you enjoy the episode. Um, try to get some more out soon. Also recorded before these times. Uh, you can support this show by going to uh, patreon.com Julian Lytle, L-Y-T-L-E. You can follow me on all social media at uh, Julian Lytle all over the place. The Twitter handle for Ignorant Bliss is IGBL Podcast. And the email for the show is ignorantblisspodcast at gmail.com. Send any message your way. I mean, our way. I'm tripping. And uh, it will help if you can put some reviews out there on the Apple Podcasts. That still, I think, matters somewhat. You can also listen to this on many other types of ways. You listen to podcasts or just go directly to the site, ignorant-bliss.com. Uh, thank you to all my patrons who do support the show now. And again, enjoy. Oh, yeah. Check out um, Ron's. Gratton on uh, Line Webtoon updates every Saturday. Shinobi Saturdays. And you can find his work all over the place. Uh, he's pretty easy to find. He's doing big things. And with that, peace. You see that? I hit you with that. The balloons. <laughs> the balloons. <laughs> For a second, I thought you cut your hair again, and I saw now you got that drink braided back. Yeah. Yeah, I can put it up. How you doing, brother? Happy birthday. Thanks, man. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> doing about the same, bro. Yeah. Still went to work like a like a fool, but you know what I do. They got you out there. At least you got that check, bro. You That's know what I'm saying? In case you don't end up post post money economy, you know what I mean you at least have a little some ducats, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm good until you know the government starts failing. The city yeah. government, that is. Yeah. Which I don't think we'll get that far. Actually, mm. they'll just let people die. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what they do. It's just a greater a version of what they already do, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh man, that was very sad. Mm. No, they should have uh, took more vitamins. Yep. They should have bought this there medicine that uh, 
that I invested in. Oh my god. We kind of all knew that, but we were like, I can't be that obvious, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, the first time I heard him say it, I was like, okay. What's he got two times? It's like, <laughs> yo, he got money in this. This son of a bitch. Yeah. Like, bro. <laughs> Very predictable. Crazy predictable. So what do you miss right now? <laughs> I mean, because you still go out, so. Do I, like, like, nah, I, I ain't really missing nothing. Like, mm. other than, like, having the workload being too much. Mm. That's it. Like, yeah. that's the only bother. Like, I don't even really, I'm at a point where I don't even want to see people at work. Wow, yeah. Because they annoy the hell out of me. Yeah. Like, dang. So it goes. Like I'm good. It's interesting to see. Tomorrow I'm gonna go help the unemployment office with some computer stuff because Wow. I know they need it. Every unemployment office in the country need help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have to like what sixty million people? Yeah, man. It's gonna get worse. Yeah. And that's what yeah, that's what's weird is that if you just start doing the math in your head, you're like, huh. There's only about like 120 million people that probably actually work. Yeah. You got to count out kids and like old people. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the farmers can't get no, they can't get their usual migrant workforce. Right. So the food about to go bad. Yeah, yeah. People ain't even think about that. That that That's like a part of actually think about more than anything. I'm like... Like, yo, I don't know about getting sick, but, like, I kind of like food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cities need food. The people in cities need food. Yeah, man. Yeah. So what's up with you, man? What you... What you a lot's been happening since the last time we talked in one of these. Like, you went to Europe <laughs> <laughs> before things went crazy. I don't even know. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, that shit is just completely insignificant now. <laughs> it's, like, it's so unimportant. Like, yo, it's so, it hadn't even been that long, though. Like, it wasn't like... It wasn't like this was like six months. This was like, what, maybe two and a half max? Yeah, I had just... I, it, was, it was such a short amount of time ago when I got back. Within a couple of weeks, I thought maybe I had gotten this shit. Because yeah. I got sick when I got back. I was sick in, and yeah, that was in February. You might, you might have got it already. All these That's the thing they said. It's like niggas bringing it back here. Yeah, yeah. That's what they're saying now. Like people was bringing it back here with them, <laughs> and that's where I should came from, <laughs> not from China. Yeah, so from Europe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was hearing something this morning. Like a bulk of the cases in New York. All came from Europe. Yeah. I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah. I still think I had it in December, bro. Yeah. I had every single one of them symptoms. Yeah, the breathing and all of that. Had all that shit. Took, went to the doctor, got the extra medicines. Wow. They didn't know what it was. They didn't know what the hell it was, bro. They just hear some antibiotics, hear some allergy medicine for your nose and sinuses. And uh, take this off the off the uh, the counter. 
But antibiotics shouldn't have worked, though, right? Because it's not a... Um, they was guessing, bro. Yeah. Just take this until you're not supposed to take it no more. Wow. Take this. Take this. And hopefully you feel better. Wow. You really don't know how long this shit been around. <laughs> yeah, what a time to be alive, man. Oh. Yeah, man. This is wild. Seen that thought bubble announcement. I'm like, man. What, did they cancel it? No. Okay. It's November, right? Oh, they straight. I'm wondering, would a backlash come by then? Oh, like when it come back, wave two? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, who knows? Bro, San Diego ain't canceled yet. Really? And the way That's things are, August? That's July. Okay. Wow. And the way things are looking like, they probably won't be hurt because Trump is talking about we should be up and running by then. Yo, who's going to go to San Diego, bro? <laughs> bro, folks is going to San Diego. That's what I'm saying. Who though? Like the motherfucker that go, they wild, yo. <laughs> yo. Yo, they pay me. They put me up. I go. I'm just not important though. <laughs> wow, bro. Nah, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna let them have that. I put a mask on. I'll be straight. <laughs> I eat a cheeseburger. Let me get the antibody test. You know what I mean? Let me see what's good. That's what you know? I want. People want the test test. Like, nah. Let me get the antibody test. Let me see if my theory holds true. If I had right. it or not. Yeah. Then I'll get the test test. Yeah. Damn, it's been so <laughs> Yeah, I think we talk about movies and other dumb shit. Now ain't no movies. Oh, I know, it's crazy. It's like no movies to go see. And if it's not animation, it's not production. You know what I mean? Which is like, yeah, what's that gonna mean for like, you know, the next season or two? Yeah, it's about to be real slim. Next year is about to be full of movies that's supposed to come out this year. Yeah, and then if things clean up, it's gonna be a bunch of rush projects for twenty twenty two for stuff they couldn't shoot in twenty twenty. Yeah. And yo, cartoons might be king again. Movies might actually be in the theaters long again. Remember we yeah, did see Jurassic cool. Park for like four months? <laughs> yeah, man. Back in the day. That would be interesting. But like, our motherfuckers going to go to the theaters? Let's I see. Know. I don't know. The longer it goes, I think the less Americans will care. Like, I'm wondering if like, aftermath, right? If this is like good for theaters, meaning like the motherfuckers that stay open, like after a season two of this shit, niggas is gonna be like, yo, I'm going out to the movies. Like, well, I done, I done Netflix to death. <laughs> like, I done all this streaming shit, bro. Like, I'm done. Like, let me, let me go to an event. You know what I mean? Let me go out and sit next to people. You know what I mean? Fuck around. I'm, I'm trying to get away from my family and my kids and all that shit. I need to, you know what I mean? Like, I need to go out and be with some strangers. <laughs> Make the movies classy again like it was before we were born. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the um, the ushers and shit. You know what I mean? 
need to have that shit back with the news or something. Be like, yo, like instead of dumbass commercials, they need to have like something interesting before a movie. News real, yeah. Man, that would be nice. Cartoons, little merry melodies. Bring it yeah. back for real. Yeah, that would be oh, dope. Man. But then they're gonna charge like forty dollars a movie ticket. Okay. Yeah. Then it'll be Broadway. Well, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Well, it might already be on its way to that. Yeah. If you feel like you can afford to go to the movies, like yeah, you know. But really, I'm a, a movie critic, so I don't got to pay anyway. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy. Think about how much. Think about how much of a hustle theater still is. Like motherfuckers come from all over the world to come to Broadway and go to these fucking shows. And then it's like, it's funny because like if you if you if you um, expand uh, Scorsese's critique of Marvel movies to like um, theater, then like that transition has already happened with Broadway. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they are, they're all sort of like rides. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's it's less, fewer and fewer are like serious shows, right? That are, you know, like they're, it's like, yeah, it's just like this Disney shit. You got to go to like find your, your, your local, if you're in a theater town, you might have a good, theater scene and then you might have like where's your local Shakespearean troupe you want to see like some, a little some deep Broadway shit. yeah like yeah. you gotta do a lot of work cause you about to go see Beetlejuice on Broadway you know what I'm saying like <laughs> I saw that I was like why is that a musical <laughs> like this is what we doing Tim Burton get the Yo. check though <laughs> yeah exactly Man. You know, let me make a book out of like Usher songs or something. Give me a check. Man. <laughs> you playing though. <laughs> yeah. You could make a mean theater, a uh, mean Broadway play out of Confessions. You know? Yeah. Let me Just stop. Wait. There's a lot of implications there. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of implications. Somebody go see, hear this joke, they be like, damn. That's a good idea that Julian got had. Yeah. Five years later. God damn it. What happened to us? Didn't he get in trouble for um passing around herpes or something? What happened with him? I don't know. Nah, that was that was Cuba. That was Cuba Gooden Jr. I think Usher's Oh well, Okay. Usher I thought Usher gave somebody some blisters. Oh, I don't know, man. There's all that stuff on like on the shade room. <laughs> who knows? Who knows if that shit is true? Do something like a like uh, big girl no, or something. Yeah, no, no, no. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, come on. It's Usher. If he felt like smashing, he felt like smashing. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Put the music out. That's all I care about. Stay out of his business. Yeah. You know what I, mean? only, I just need to put some good music out. I don't care. The rest of his personal life, I don't care. Yeah, so what you been listening to, man? Like, I know you checked out that, um, I know you checked out your boy that weekend. Good lord, that shit is, de- that shit is beautifully depressing. New Thundercat. Yeah, that's a pretty good album, too, man. He's really in that, uh, like that white, blue eyed soul, late 70s, early 80s bag. Like, the whole album yeah. sounds like some Kenny Loggins 
Michael yeah. McDonald. <laughs> That's just, it's like it all sounds like that one song from his last record. Yeah. 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 But the lyrics are so funny. Like, oh, so I was not. And they're funny. I mean, that's good songwriting, bro. Like, it's a, it's a step up. You know what I mean? Like, we we move. We need to move the level of songwriting up. You know what I mean? I think that's a, that's something the weekend is doing too. It's like, oh no, this is this is contemporary. This is. It may sound like even the weekend's record sounds like almost you know production. Uh, methods a, a little bit throwback, you know. It's what I mean, very but, 80s. It's very like yeah. synth heavy, mid eighties, mm-hmm. pop rock. Yeah, little tears for fears or a little uh, yeah, like all that stuff that you know back when they would play on everything and you would just hear all the music because it was sounding good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's your a late late, late stage human lead? You know yeah. what I mean, like late lead. Yeah, I was like, I'm hearing these chords. I'm like. Okay, yeah. the weekend, like, yeah, yo, I could see myself in like a jacket driving in like a like an eighty four Ferrari or some shit. I, I rock Z, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little Thunderbird and shit. Go, yeah. Miami Knights, yeah. big hair and short skirts. You know what I mean? A little pastel, open shirt, oh. <laughs> white blanket. Oh, joyous by Abby Vice. Yeah. I'm like, damn, the weekend, I see you. No. What else I've been, what else I listen to? I still need to listen to this Bad Bunny album. Oh, yeah. I heard I'm it was good. Going. And it's like, man, how y'all got the time for this? Uh... New Run of Jewels song was pretty fun. Oh, yeah. I don't really fuck with them. But, like, it said, I love them. That, that Ooh La La lyric from uh, Dewuck, from uh, Greg Nice and uh, Gangstar and Nice and Smooth and shit. The Ooh, Lu, Ooh La La out. Like, that shit is funny. Yeah, like, that shit is ill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That new Little Easy Vert album is trash, though. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's trash. He got two albums on one album, though. Like, he put out a deluxe edition with, like, a whole extra album. And the second album is better, but the main album is trash. Like, it's not for me. Like. Uh, what about it? Bro, like, it feels, like, lazy. It's like, yo, this is still a little Uzi Vert from, like, when he was popping, popping. But I find uh, so interesting. Yeah. Like, he hasn't done anything. Yeah, I don't know if it, this is the stuff he's been just sitting on mm-hmm. or not. Like, he had all this energy, like, oh, man, this is cool. But then, like, I listen to it. It's just like, I heard all this. Mm-hmm. Even if I didn't hear all this. It's like, yeah, that's rough. Like, you lazy, man. I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe kids love it. <laughs> but it's like, I need something more. Yeah. That's kind of it. Yeah, but I mean... Are they even kids anymore? Like the people who listen to his music? Yeah, man. Well, yeah, man. If they still like twenty four or something, still a kid. You know, they got into him when they was twenty or they was sixteen or eighteen, and they in their early twenties mm-hmm. now. Yeah, they was in high school, but now they in their first couple years of college. Yeah, they still vibing. What we talking about? Maybe some of the people that are older might not. I don't know how like they're into it, like. People who are like now like thirty, like maybe they not be, maybe they might not be into it, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It bored me. It looks like 
<laughs> that Doja yeah. Cat's still good though. I'm still listening to tracks off of that. She got the, she got, the she got melodies, bro. The melodies be just I need to over you, bro. Huh? Like a special tape, maybe for my birthday or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> or what? Like music? Like do music listen to? Ron- Ronald Tate. Yeah, for Ronald Tate. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know me, man. Yeah. We've known each other for a while. Like, you know, be like, oh, this motherfucker, like, especially the joints where you're like, I don't know, he might hate this or like it. Those are some of the best joints. Ah, especially yeah. if I hate it and then I like it. You know what I mean? Like, that's the best shit where I'm like, man, this is some sh- bullshit. And I'm like, well, hold on, hold on. Oh, well, you know what? <laughs> and then before I know it, I'm rocking this shit, you know? You gotta let the, the chorus whole, you the know? melodies, yeah, I fucks with that shit. That's my favorite. My favorite shit is just like I don't know, and then just like two, three listenings later, I'm just like, ah, oh, yeah, not nah, nah, actually, I like this. Then you throw it in there with the shit that you normally like, and it's just like, okay, it opens up a whole new way of seeing shit. It pulls it all together. I like that J Electronica album because I haven't heard a rap album that has that much five percenter shit in it. In a long time. In a long time. Yeah, like... <laughs> it was a throwback. We've we been, we been in the age of, like, niggas talk about Jesus in their raps, and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. All right, yeah. But yeah, we're, we're that... We're, the gods and the you earth. know what I'm saying? We're today's mathematics, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> I was Great. like... This nigga started his album up with Farrakhan. I was like, oh! <laughs> My overlap with the 5% shit... I fucks with it just a little bit more because I feel like there are elements of it that kind of point to the illusion of religion in general. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of almost acknowledges religion as a political construct. You know, but I think for a lot of people, like, maybe there's like another percent, you know what I mean? Like, a 2% where it's just like, okay, niggas who are in the 5% shit, but also the niggas, the 2% who just are like, yeah, no, the religious shit is a construct. And this is a political way of like sort of freeing people's mind from the bondage of like this shit. Which, which is like, I feel like there's something, you know what I mean? But I don't know. It's really interesting. Man, we had just such a crazy generation of the way black folks was making music and how it related to their belief systems and the whole Kanye going you know, off that's actually maybe a not very PC um, term, but like, yeah, going, 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 going left a little bit, but not left going right. <laughs> and then, you know, how many times can, can niggas call you crazy before you become, well, you just decide to become the bad guy. You think it's a decision? I'm motherfucker might've been off meds. Bruh, he's been on and off meds and he's still with it. It's three and a half years later. Yeah. I think he's also a contrarian too, though. You know what I mean? Like he's just a not red. He's not a well-read rail (laughs) research contrarian. (laughs) So it should be fucked up. He'd be like, oh, and it's just like Like, that nigga just really (laughs) not a well-read. Motherfucker. <laughs> it's just like who are the niggas that's talking to you, Kanye? Like, like yeah. nothing against Ti. I know he has a very right. large vocabulary, but right, right. 
Some of y'all niggas actually don't. Some of these niggas don't actually understand Kanye. I get yeah. Kanye. We knew Kanye's. Mm. If that nigga was was in New York and went to art school with us, like we would have known Kanye. Like like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's pretty. It's new to a lot of people. Yeah. That vibe, that that type of dude is new to a lot of people. It's not. If you went to art school in the late nineties, two thousand, probably all you know, probably well after that, you knew a Kanye. Mm. And it's crazy to see how how the legs that it had. You know what I mean? He is he is a brilliant curator though. I give him that. Yeah, man. He knows how. To, he knows how to like. Cause how many motherfuckers that she went to school with who weren't able to like see the forest for the trees? Like they were too cool. Yeah, I mean, they were too cool for mass appeal. You know what I mean? Like that's the vast majority of motherfuckers, and that's what you call your favorite artist. Favorite artist. You know what I mean? Like motherfuckers who inspire the motherfuckers who make a bunch of money off of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and Kanye is like. He is like the ultimate person to like turn people's cutting edge ideas into great product yeah. or mass appeal. When he says he's, he's like Steve Jobs, he's right. Like people yeah. seem to forget, like, yo, Steve Jobs didn't make the computer. Like Steve Wozniak made the computer. Yeah. Like he sold the computer. He pushed the ideas yeah. of kind of like it could be this, but if it looks like this, this is how we get people to use it. Or like, oh, Xerox, you're not using that? Yo, let's buy that. Yeah. I mean, and we could flip this and turn it to this. It's like even the smartphone existed. Yeah. And it's just like he he had he he hooked up with the ill designer and it was just he made it look better. Like he understands people's desires, I would say, about jobs. He did. I don't know. I don't know if um, Kanye, I don't know if I would say he understands people's desires, but I think he happens to be a good, a good and highly vocal intersection of people's desires. I think he definitely understood sort of like the pathos of a certain type of, you know, millennial um masculinity for sure like that motherfucker like sat on the lightning rod of a certain type of you know millennial identity you know what i mean like he understood it bro like and he embodied it and it's like in the way niggas look at jay-z from our generation like you know you, when you see niggas who really into jay-z when they're looking at him or like they're listening to him it's just like he embodies enough you know, it's a type of cat, like a Jay-Z fan. Yeah. It's like he embodies, it's weird because they call it the, you know, like the blueprint and all that shit. It's like he embodies a sort of platonic ideal of like what they would want to be. Like he's got the best shoes. He's got the like dopest, you know, white beat. He's like, you know, he's kind of gangster, but he's also an artist. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like he's all these things. And he's like, he embodies it more than like a RZA, or more than like, you know, any of these other like old dirty bass or whatever. Like how many people could like really look at old dirty bass and be like, yo, I want to be like that guy. Not many. Jay-Z had a certain level of cool that and and uh, sophistication that other rappers at the time didn't have. And it was something when I was listening to a um a podcast with uh with Chuck D, how he said like 
Because like he got on when he was 26, but the first album didn't come out when he was 30. So like Chuck D was a 30-year-old man putting out a piece of work. So when you listen to right. like It Takes a Nation of Millions, the reason yeah. why it's so transcendent and it's like about shit is that's a 30-year-old man. Like yeah, he's grown. He's literally he done outlived most of the motherfuckers we look up to who died before yeah. even that age. <laughs> like he's literally trying to put out ideas in the shit. Like he's taking, I forgot what book he said. He's like, it was like some like, you know, important black book or whatever. And he's like trying to distill it down into like lyrics. And I'm like, mm. yeah, that's why your shit is different. And so like when you listen to Jay-Z in 96. You've heard niggas rap about drugs before or selling drugs. Even when the whole thing with Nas, like Nas, when you when I listen to Illmatic, it's still a young man on the block. Mm. Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah, if Jay-Z is the middle, is is he's not the kingpin, he's the guy that's like on the way to being the kingpin. Like he's looking at a lot of shit in hindsight. Yeah, like and and like he's you know he's not young, like now nah, he already got the dope whip, he didn't already had the girls, he didn't already took the L's, so he's in a different place right now. So I'm like, like so like you listen to that album, it's just like, and then he's on there, he got the little video, it's in black and white, he got the suits, you got Dame smoking the cigars, it's like, damn, I want to grow up to be these niggas. Like I want, yeah, I just want to get this money. Like if right. I get this money, yo, I could do a lot of things with it. And as he got older, like even between the hit songs and you know money, clothes, hoes, and all that, you would get some songs where it's like his regrets, what he wants mm. to do, and then you be like, yeah, like shit, yeah, I'm gonna, you know. I work hard, I get my shit together, I plan this right, I get the money, I get me a Beyonce, you know what I'm saying, I can do this you know what I'm saying, do this mm. and the third, you know what I'm saying I can buy this property, I can make this deal I can, like it's it's the no other rapper as a, as a rapper has distilled down the like the postmodern uh, generation X black aspirational capitalist dream better than Jay-Z, no one like mm. Puffy is Puffy's not a rapper to me. Puffy is like a producer, businessman, yeah. person. He's a different he's in a different lane. He's another yeah, he's another facet of this yeah. this sort of deal, but not the MC facet of that. Yeah, idea. like he's not like I know these thoughts are coming out of his head is from somebody else and they're writing it for him. But like Jay-Z is like, Yeah, man, this is this is it. Like like this is like a a a more solemn tactical Jay Gatsby, you know what I'm saying? If Puffy is so Gatsby. Happens, so what happens after Jay-Z? You know, like I mean, because if I feel like if Jay-Z is that, then like Kanye is that, and I hate, you know, like the overused expression like on crack, right? Like somehow distilled to a level that it becomes a little bit like a funhouse mirror, right? Like the cracks start to show, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and the high is higher, but also the drop off of it is like way higher. You know what I mean? Like, so if that's the case, then like, you know, like who, I guess we could even ask that question politically, right? 
um, is like who comes after Obama, right? Like a complete disillusion with this sort of like, you know, um, uh, identitarian neoliberal um, sort of uh, hero, yeah. you know? And, and what, like, where do we go after that? Like, do we find, you know, is it, is it simply that it's disembodied completely? Like maybe the next level after that is that it isn't an individual. You know what I mean? Like I kind of feel some of that is, was already happening with pop music with like a lot of these, um, you know, going back to like Daft Punk or like even like Doom or like people who are just like non-identities, right? Yeah. So that, um, and then it becomes more about a collective, uh, like even physically, like if you think about Jay-Z is like, Jay-Z is like behind an altar where it's like, um, still that energy is put on Jay-Z. But when you think about like a lot of the dance, what's like the EDM or whatever, it's like the DJ is there not as a deity, but like almost like a, um, a pre, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like controlling a space, you know, and it's about those people and it's about those events versus sort of like the spectacle of an individual, you know, and like, you know, what they are uh, in terms like prophetic and somehow, you know, like it's not so much about them being prophetic, but it's about them creating a space where the people can get off. Right. And like find that truth in that space, I guess, of being bodies and movement. It's interesting to think about because like I'm wondering, like. Yeah, like what's after Jay Z? Think about like Atlanta and like um, the music that's happening now, and I'm not sure I, I actually have a handle on like what it means culturally uh, as a progression. Not in terms of like um, a moral arc, but more in terms of just in terms of time. Like you know, that should happen in the past and like what's happening now, whether it's becoming more or less sophisticated or orderly or, you know, whatever I'm not so invested in or curious about, but like, what does it mean? Like what happens after, like what, what is happening right now? Like what does it indicate? You know? Well, I think for me, the thing with Jay-Z, I think Jay-Z shifted from being like a one type of figure and to being like Frank Sinatra, right? So there was a point in which if for people who know about Frank Sinatra, he was he was the skinny, young, blue-eyed yeah. guy who could sing yeah. them jazz songs that he was in the movies and he could dance and the ladies love him. But that's yeah. not the that's not the Frank Sinatra we celebrate. The Frank Sinatra yeah. we celebrate yeah. is the rat pack Sinatra. Yeah. His jawline filled out, he got a little mm-hmm. bit wider. Mm-hmm. He's way cooler. He's in middle age. He's with his homies. Yeah. Like, they're just doing amazing stuff. And then, you know, he made those, when he came back, he made those great albums with Quincy Jones. Like, yeah. it completely shifted our ideas of what was going on then. And that's he's also went from the guy should be a bachelor to the guy's too old to be a bachelor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's <laughs> he's doing this too long. It's and in the trap. And in a way, like, Jay-Z as a rapper, that's where it fits in. It's almost like, it's the fact that he's still so good and he can stay relevant is what's amazing. Mm. Because your rapper shouldn't 
It's not they shouldn't. It's just they they usually don't. It's like a young man's game. A fifty year old rapper is is an amazing feat. Like a fifty year old rapper that everyone listens to and like, yo, the bars is crazy. Like pop culture is listening. To yeah, like, like pop culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> like the kids. Culture. Like the kids is like yo like. Yo, he nice though. Like those rhymes, he still got it. They still care. He still matters. Um, Kanye is a, is an interesting thing because like he's he's that art movement. He's the change. He's the he's the suburban kid making the grand spectacle. Like his goal was to make. I remember like graduation, people. He wanted to make stadium rap. He went on tour with I think like U two or something, and he was like. He saw like what he wanted to do, and then he made graduation. And when you listen to graduation, everything is so big sound. It's like it's like this is good on like my headphones, but even yeah. in somebody's whip. But you know, like in a stadium, bro, that shit is crazy. And I just think he he his own issues, other things, the public's reaction to some of his to some of his things that he did. And how he was coping with like his own personal demons, it all leads to a certain thing. Like, I remember when uh South Park did that uh gay fish. Little, the gay fish thing, because like <laughs> you know, it was right when um 808s was about to come out and he was getting his right. fashion thing, and then you find out like he was actually interning for some houses at that time, and they was they was looking kind of different, and then like we it was people laughed about it then, but now I guess you would call it. It's like it's toxic masculinity because it's like you would say like, oh, he's gay because he has on a PB Herman suit and a shag mm-hmm. haircut. Like, bro, like mm-hmm. New Edition all had that haircut in '83, so it's like. Wait, is that what they were saying it about him? Yo, fam, yeah, you wasn't online. That shit was crazy. Um, and essentially that's that's the that's the gist of like the episode. And I guess when you make episodes that quickly, you know you. Some of the fruit is low hanging. It can still be funny. I never really liked that episode, but between that, all the stuff with Taylor Swift, the online shit he caught from that, the the um the la- the 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 backlash to eight away to heartbreak makes him make other things, and then he kind of even goes even more a little bit more hyper masculine. With things on like Watch the Throne and Cruel Summer, and you get all of this, but I think that that's an important moment because if he don't make Eight Away to Heartbreak, we don't get Drake, and we don't get Donald Glover as a rapper. And I think those two, Tyler the Creator and Kendrick Lamar, are what we kind of see with right now with like the old Zier and like the middle to late millennial on what their identity and what they kind of want to be. Cause even if you look at something like Kendrick, Kendrick come from the black hippies and top dog entertainment. It's a more, he's the head of the crew. Well, he's not even the head of the crew. He's the, it's like the X-Men. He's Cyclops, but like top dog is the whole thing. Like TDE. Like we care about scissor too. We care about scoop Q too. Like then you get to like, Tyler, Q's my man. Q's my nigga. You got Absol, you got Brent Fires, you got all these people putting out this great work. And then you get to like somebody like Tyler, and they were his kids. Like our future was the shit. 
and they may not be together now because you know they grew up. But they all doing all it's this crazy stuff. No. <laughs> yeah, like they're not even. Bruh, I'm like, bro. Like I remember when they was fucking children, kids. Like when they came out, I'm like, who are these young niggas? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, bro. Like now they're they're kind of like elder statesmen of hip hop. <laughs> like they're they're official, right? Yeah, they're made, right? Well, not all of them, really, because. It's interesting how those squads turned out, like yeah. ASAP. ASAP and them, but it didn't go back right the, with the popular ideas. Like I don't even know if it's an idea, but it's like there's two. So it's like okay, you have the two different tops. It's like the the warring identities. You have the Drake and you have the Kendrick. Mm. But then I do think like you know I thought Donald Glover wasn't that good of a rapper. He wasn't. Mm. If you go listen to the old mixtapes. He right. got better over yeah. time. Well, neither was Kanye. Like, that's the Kanye yeah. method. Yeah, like Kanye yeah. wasn't that good. But then Donald got better, and then he got even more experimental. And then you find out, like, oh, we, oh, he has a, a master's degree in writing from, right. you know, you know, NYU. And, oh, he wrote 30 Rock. He wrote Tracy Morgan stuff, yeah. all the stuff people love. Like, he's did all these things, and then, like, he can make these albums and jump into these things and put this visualization <laughs> in his work. <laughs> And and I don't I don't know because I, this might be off point, but I don't know if currently in music where they know where to go because streaming has destabilized things so much that they don't know if they should make a body of work or if they mm-hmm. need to worry about the streams to make a living. Mm-hmm. So do I make a two minute song that I can get like, X amount of streams in per hour? To make more money, or do I make a body, better body of work, or do I make thirty tracks instead of like ten strong tracks? It's like I, I, the, I think the last year I don't know rap wise what it wants to be, and yeah, that's that's it. Like the same, I guess with R and B, I don't think male R and B is in a good place at all. Women R and B is an amazing place because they're taking everything from rap and like recontextualizing and flipping it in different ways. That is amazing. This is interesting to me because, like, just of how like what capitalism does to time. You know what I mean? Like your ability to use it, really as an artist, right? So the the sort of conundrum that it hands you, right? Like when you start to get enough bread to like really have a quality of life as an artist. Um, the motivation for how you use your time starts to change. It's like when you have nothing but time, when like all of the value is time, like you have time and like you just struggling to keep the stomach full. It's like creativity is like you're putting, you're really extracting that value from the time because you're like, okay, well shit, my stomach is full. I might as well work on these fucking rhymes. Might as well work on these drawings. Might as well work on this comic. All right, so then somebody's like, mm, we like that shit that you did. We're going to give you some bread. We want some more for it. Then it's just like, okay, so your time, all of the value of your time goes like way up. But also, you have enough money to fucking eat. You know what I mean? Like, your whole value structure around like what producing art might change if you're not careful. You know what I mean? And like, I think 
it's interesting to think about like for musicians, probably for us as well, like filmmakers, whomever, like how do you in an era of streaming, like how does that affect the way that people approach even the form of what they're making, particularly for a lot of motherfuckers, like where making the art was an economic pursuit to begin with. You know what I mean? Like not something that was getting in the way from them doing whatever, you know, and also, yeah, being, I I mean, it sounds, it sounds kind of like, right. But like, being black, there is like you gotta either you sling and slap uh, crack rocks, or you got a wicked jump shot, like that whole you know. Well, also, are you some sort of an entertainer? You know, what yeah. I mean, like, do you have some sort of a um, amazing spectacular talent. value? Yeah, 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 yeah. To get you to this place outside, you know, like, and I think it's as much a a lure. The lure is as much about escaping whatever economic position you're in it's as much or more escaping like your oxid your um your ontological position so meaning like with kanye that's another thing we talk about i think this motherfucker at least to me it looked like he was struggling with the notion of i've done these amazing things i am literally the greatest you know greatest in terms of like you know we can we can set the parameters around like what that means but like we you know it's arguable given a large swath of uh different ways of quantifying it greatest artists you know performing artists for sure you know i mean within a certain time period right however you don't escape being like a black guy like ontologically you haven't escaped you haven't you haven't uh, this level of exceptionalism hasn't allowed you to achieve escape velocity <laughs> yeah. from your you know, from the the way the world sees you. And that's like you know that's the OJ shit too, right? It's like, nah, bro. Like you can be this great, amazing thing, but like you'll never escape that. And I think that can the subject to make people go crazy. I'm sorry, I went off the edge a little bit. We're talking about something else. No, 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 no. Like, like, I think that's a point that should be made, especially in regards to, like, having these conversations that I've had, um, old Kanye versus, you know, quote-unquote, new Kanye. And I'm like, there's four different... There's four different eras of Kanye within his career the last 15 years. Like, you can't just sum him up as, like, oh, yeah, first two, three albums, and then, like, that was great. Then after that, I don't know. Like, nah, fam. Um, I still I remember like when he when he did this when he did the shit with Taylor Swift, and he 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 made lines about it. Like he got called nigger so much online, some some. And if you looked at it, like yo, people acting like all this online stuff is new. That trolling stuff on message boards was rough. Yeah. And that's back when he had a website. That's back when he had a blog. That's back when he had a Twitter. Like, and it, it essentially at the time, like, it, and then I still think the whole thing with some of the thing with Trump is the fact that like and other people have said this, Obama called him a jackass, mm. and didn't want to have and essentially 
didn't want to have anything to do with him. Mm. And he was from Chicago, and Obama's from Chicago. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> and those yeah, are two of the most <laughs> visible black Chicago people in the country. At the height of American like culture and visibility and importance within like the American idea at the moment of well, those years. Like, like you're the president version. You're to, to like American politics. What I was to like American music, like yeah. shit, we should be fucking cool. Right. <laughs> and essentially what he was doing, no matter how much of an ass he was, even though he drunk like half of that huge bottle of Hennessy. And I don't care what nobody say. Y'all niggas act dumb as shit off Hennessy after a certain <laughs> amount. Ain't none of y'all niggas acting right as a sober person. Yeah. Him going up and basically telling like the establishment of of arts that yo, yo this Taylor shit, Swift shit is forgettable. Mm. And my homegirl Beyonce shit is amazing. Nobody disagreed with him. Before though. that shit was cool. <laughs> like before that shit was like, all this shit comes from Beyonce. Like that that was not happening back then. It just wasn't. Mm. And it's like the backlash Black he got from white people. <laughs> I think yeah. greatly affected him. I think everything before that with 808 affected him because he did something different. Mm. And you know, he comes back with his album. And I love my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. It's a great album, but for people to say like, "Yo, this is great album," like you should only do this shit. And I think like that affects him. Like it's after time, shit, bro. like like it's that affects him. And to, and to have like, and I don't think people really get this to get to these certain heights. And then like you basically make a shoe with Nike, and it actually is outselling all the other new shoes. Except for old Jordan from the 80s. And they're like, nah, we ain't gonna give you more money and no points off this shit because you're not an athlete. It's like, bro, he clearly designed the best shoe. More people want this shoe. And I think these certain things are no. And that shit with Obama kind of kind of broke him a little bit where he's just like, he went even more a contrarian than what he was. And the more different shit happened to him, the more it got worse. And then like his mental, his mental issue, like the bipolar thing, all that, I think all that stuff keeps compounding on it, compounding on it. And he reacts weirdly and people don't know how to deal with it. And at a certain point, I don't really give a fuck because the work is still good. And then we hold people to weird I, I like like he hasn't done a crime yet. Like mm. <laughs> I've seen more people cape for Chris Brown and that always going to bother me. I see mm. more people cape for Chris Brown or even a Kodak Black more than they have Meaning by crime you mean like something Like a legitimate like, you hurt people. Whether or not it's a crime like yeah, yeah something hurt somebody. Yeah. Like you literally did something violent. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Legitimate harm of another person or people Sorry, it's my in society. Trying to, it's what I'm trying to like, you know what I'm saying? I, no, I'm, I'm trying to see this, you know what I mean, like how it fits. I got this like in one size too small before. Uh, and like now, I'm also thinking around the collar though, you know what I mean? Like around the collar, you want to like, you know, 
a good fit around the collar. I think this might be, bro, this is going to be a shirt. I'm going to have this shirt for a long time. <laughs> Shout out to Okayama Denim in Japan. That Got my birthday shirt. That sounds fancy. That's why I've been getting my jeans there sometimes. Like, like, Japanese denim. Remember that was a thing, bro? Like, do you remember? <laughs> yes. I'm an old man now. That's why. Like yeah, Nobody jeans anymore. Like, it sweats. You know what I mean? Like, bro, I'm on my cowboy shit. Be like, mark my word. 20, <laughs> 2021, I'm on my I'm on my cowboy shit. Not not Western shit. Like I'm on, you know, I'm I'm rocking just like fuck this shit, man. Like Johnny Cash shit, huh? <laughs> Johnny Cash, just like you know, good good materials that like I told my friend the other day is like, yeah, if the shit goes down, they're just gonna find me with my bug out bag and they'll be like, yo, clothes are dope though. It'll just be my skeleton. <laughs> like these clothes just look, you know, let me just get these clothes. Like, the body is completely deteriorated. <laughs> but the clothes are fresh. These are jeans. These jeans fit. They still good. Are still good. <laughs> yeah. You just call them a cold like, wash. They'll be straight. Like, two years. You know, <laughs> the, the clothes are still functioning. Just trying to, like, patch my own shit, bro. Like, I've been trying to patch this jacket, bro. Like, it's not easy, man. Like, let me tell you. That fashion shit is yeah. hard, man. I don't, I don't even think I remember how to sew. I used to know how. Yeah. I used to know how to sew on a sewing machine. Oh, nice. Like, My granny used to have one of those, like, singer joints back in the day with the pedal. Mm-hmm. That shit was dope. That. Hand sew, and then, like, my grandfather was a shoe repairman. So I used oh, to know right. how to use the... uh Hobble. The old shit, the, the old, like, cast iron sewing machine with the wheel. Yeah. Like I used to know how to use that shit too, but I didn't forgot that shit. Yeah, like the sing, my that's what my granny had a, an old singer song. Okay, shit. Yeah, like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like you, you, this has a pedal. Like yeah, yeah, you would pedal, and then that's like what makes the um yeah, yeah like like I used to know how to do that shit. I also think back sometimes it's like when I didn't have no job or nothing. Like even well, even then, like I didn't like my like my grandfather died when I was in like my senior year, so it's like I couldn't learn anything because I was still in school. But I always talk about like, man, maybe I should just learn how to do that shit. And then I could have like gotten to the shoe game way earlier. Mm. Instead of fucking around with these goddamn comic books. <laughs> so comics. <laughs> right. Because like I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna get off the phone and eat some fish soon, man. Like I got some striped bass came in, you know what I mean? Like they bring it to the door, you know what I mean? Like, oh, see, you look at it, you do it height in the in the quarantine. <laughs> Bro, I mean, like, that's what's the fucked up irony is just like my like first of all up until like a year or two ago constant like scrambling and struggling right know, like mainly because i didn't have like i never really had a regular job like since getting out of college like mostly for whatever reason either lack of skill or lack of time Focused on doing the design and illustration or shit. Nah, man, you had the skill in comics, and that's what you focused on. And people were able to, even though you struggled, you were able to make a way so you can make great works that people can respect it to get it to the point where you can not really be broke no more. Well, so, yes. All right. So, and here I am the last couple years. And then this shit hits. And, like, you know, I've always kind of been, like, this is kind of politically, well, I don't even want to say politically, but like a way of life. Some wild shit could happen right now. Like, 
I seen, I was listening to, I think it was NPR Politics or something, and or one of these podcasts that they do. And somebody was like, well, if we don't pay our landlords and our landlords can't do this, that, and the third. And I'm like, yo, it's crazy because y'all are starting to ask really radical questions just off the strength of like, practice, <laughs> <laughs> practical need. <laughs> like you're asking questions that like, if I had, if I had posed these questions to you like three months ago, you'd be like, man, get out of here. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, you're starting, people are having to think economically all of a sudden, like materially, not economically, materially, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. having to think about like, okay, so well, what if I don't pay my landlord? Then they can't, then, then they can't do whatever, whatever. And then before long, you're thinking about like, well, what do we need in terms of work to, for society to work? It's like what you were saying at the top of the conversation, talking about farmers and shit. It's like, okay, well, we need them niggas, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like they, you know, that's some essential labor that we need, right? Like, so mm-hmm. you start to think about these things like that. And all of a sudden you start, well, okay, so, all right, well, we get a stimulus. All right. So if I get a stimulus, but they don't do a moratorium on rent, then like literally isn't that stimulus just a stimulus for landlords? Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, and like, okay, so, and what, and what labor does it constitute that a landlord does? Not contractors. Not building managers, not sheet metal workers, not masonry people, but like literally just people who maybe their parents own your building and now, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think that's the thing too. It. Like there's the there's the city idea of a landlord. Like, and I'm not to knock it, but yeah, like I was watching the PBS News Hour and it was having these conversations with like these people, like, like I have all these buildings and I got this, like, yo, it's like, it's a part of me is just like, I can give a fuck about y'all, but I right. do know about the people that I know is like, oh, you bought a house or well, yeah, you bought a house and you got an opportunity to get a job in another state mm-hmm. and you don't want to get rid of the house because you might move back. So you rent the house out. You still got a mm-hmm. mortgage because your ass is only 33 years old. Yeah. But you need the rent money to pay the mortgage because you still got to pay rent right. wherever the fuck you at. And it's yeah. like, that's what I think. But that's those are these are real questions that I think we've been talking about. Yeah. At least it's like we got out of school. Yeah. Like we would talk about property and like owning a house versus not owning a house. Which so yeah, bro. Which is. It's New York and you're broke. What else are you gonna? <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> you and, know what I mean? Like, yeah. And coming around to the idea of work is just some of this whole problem is is just like. Yo, these are just jobs white people won't do for white people, and white people know it. Because yeah. if if you shouldn't be, put it like this, this shouldn't be an unemployed crisis when when farmers need people to pick crops. Yeah, yeah. But y'all want too Bruh, much money. How about this? How about this? I don't know if you remember this, but like last year when they were talking about like um, the uh, the white working class. And they we're talking about like, well, one of the reasons why the work, white working class is struggling is because white men won't do nursing or teaching jobs. Yeah. So niggas who lost their jobs working in factories because of like their manly man man shit, beer drinking shit, they not going to be they can't even have the title of nuts. You know what I mean? Like they can't. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be a teacher, whatever. Good fucking child. bro. like. 
everybody needs to learn. You know what I mean? Like, and right now, I mean, bro, you you wanna you wanna talk about going to Iraq or whatever the fuck? It's like, bro, work at a fucking hospital right now, bro. Like, that's real shit. Like, real talk. Yeah, that's some real brave shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's some real community service shit, right there. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, that's putting your life on the line, and like seeing some shit that honestly is devastating. That you can't really, you can't shoot the fucking virus. You know what I mean? Like that shit to me blows my mind right now. And I'm not, not it's not like that whole hero, heroic making you know these workers heroic. You're because, heroes. Like, we, I'm gonna clap for you when you might get off after working a 24 hour right. shift. Like right, nothing against <laughs> it. Like and I almost think it's like Americans got guilted into it because they would see the Europeans do it. And I just think yeah. it was just more honest what you saw from European cities. Like yeah. Like we are all dying right now, you, because they got state-run healthcare. So it's like, yes, we really do need you. Like here, it's just like this is why we've been paying taxes and like doing all this shit so everybody can have this shit right now. Like there's not that sort of like unified man. It's really interesting. It's really interesting to see. Like I seen a meme on somebody's page today about like face masks, and it was like it was kind of coming from like a you know well how black people suffer from being seen with the masks on because they're not showing their face or whatever. And it was That's essentially like, I'm doing this to protect myself because like this, that, and the third. It's like, actually, the, the weird thing is like, okay, so it is a problem that if you hide your face and you, you know, you black or brown or whatever, like, yeah, you're going to get people, you know, race does come into that. But the wild thing is, is like, you're not covering your face to protect yourself. Covering your face to protect other people. And it's like, it's such a, it's not even a thing that we understand here in this country. It's crazy. And I'm not like trying to, you know, be on the dick of like East Asia or anything, but there's a difference, man. Like, it's subtle, it's not genetic. You know, I don't know how cultural it is. I don't know if it's something that is eroded by other things in our culture that are maybe different than other cultures. You know what I mean? Like, but I don't even know if it's like the root of it. Because like growing up, we heard all that shit. I don't know if you went to Bible school or whatever, you know what I mean? Like you heard all of the shit about do unto others and like all of this shit. Mm-hmm. You would think that it's like somehow embedded in our society as well. It's not. But like, like nah. I don't know. Neoliberalism, yo. And to, to you the buzzword that people might listen to this if you're like, everybody blames neoliberalism, but there was a there was a dramatic shift at a certain yeah. point where there was things in which people did as a community that no longer was done. Like the yeah. idea that people was able to leave their doors unlocked and open in poor communities yeah. Yeah. is foreign to me. Yeah. But it was possible. Black, white, whatever. Even if black and white couldn't mix and go around each other. It, it, there's things that changed in this country of a serious push into the way capitalism works that changed how this country acts like in its center, in its core. And I don't think we can reverse it. Like, I don't. Unless we got to change and, and nobody wants 
I shouldn't say nobody okay. wants. People of certain ages don't refuse to accept new realities. And I don't I don't know. Like some like I think I read somebody posted something on Facebook about that people didn't like about Bernie that no one liked being yelled at. And I ended up replying is like, you need to accept being yelled at before <laughs> you get those hands put on you. Because I don't think people really understand, like, if things keep going on to this point, yeah. ain't going to be no more talking. It's about to get violent. Bro, like, that's what I said in 2016. Yeah. I was like, look, we're reaching a point where discussion is about to go out the fucking window. And, like, that's kind of like the the weird sort of liberal discourse right now around voting it's like well we need to come together and vote for this fucking guy who's like you know barely cognizant and also possibly you know some sort of a weird groper you know like maybe sexual assaulter you know what i mean like which is like something he did he didn't come clean off of it you know what i mean like it'd be something else if it was like oh this is some shit that happened and you know like yeah. like nah He's not even recognizing that shit. He's not even not even recognizing this shit. And like, so essentially you're asking me, like, truth be told, at this point, I'll probably vote for that nigga. Not because like actually, you know, like, and it's difficult because it's like, at what point, it's like at what point do I let like how do I let these motherfuckers know that it's not okay? what they're doing in this two-party system. Even if I don't believe in the party politics, how do I let them know that I don't believe in it and I don't believe in what they're doing aside from abstinence, you know? But at the same time, I'm balancing like, well, you know, um, pick your pick your adversary, right? Like, do I want to pick a fucking SNK-level villain or do I want to pick Street Fighter 2 championship and Bison? <laughs> I know how to beat Bison, right? Like, I, you know, like, I probably beat him. You know what I mean? The SNK boss, though, I don't even know. He might have some moves I'm not even ready for yet. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't got to the second round yet where he switches up. Right. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He might transform. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. We're, like, in the second round right now, bro. Like, we don't know what the fuck might happen. But at the same time, it's like, the admission would be that we've passed the point, like we're 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 in the direct action moment. Not in the, I don't think we're in the party political moment anymore. I think um, party political tactics are just that. They are tactics to maybe uh, mitigate what you're going to end up facing in the street. Because at this point, bro, like, unless the one thing that could possibly happen is if this motherfucker pulls a Roosevelt where he completely adopts the other platform essentially, right, to forestall a full-blown socialist revolution, which is essentially what Roosevelt did. You know what I mean? Like, 
oh, I'm going to do all of this shit so that shit doesn't completely flip over, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like, happened, it happened in Russia, you know, like it's happening in China. You know what I mean? Like, let me do this here so it doesn't happen here, right? Um, if this motherfucker doesn't do some shit like that, then like, bro, like, we had a good run. And like, we're about to see what the fuck is going to go down. And like, um, because the only other thing is fascism. And like, I remember when Trump started to run and motherfuckers would say fascist this, fascist that. And you're like, oh, is that, you know, hyperbole? Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Nah, bro. Yeah. Here we are. And the body count is going up. Yeah, it's, 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 I always go back thinking about like how they used to talk about the murders in the cities in the crack era. And it's like, you know, years like we got 285 murders this year. Like, oh, man. You know, people was like, I can't go outside in the city. And if you think about, oh, you got a city of millions. You worried about not to dis, not to disregard like losing 200 and a couple hundred lives or whatever. But it's still like... It's not that not a lot, but when you like see like eight hundred people died in one day of a virus, it's like, damn! Like, what do you? That's that's a lot. Like, that's how that's like a lot to think about. And then yeah. like seeing like how different states are operating. It, it's the buying thing bothers me is because. Like, to a certain degree, I, I I get more angry with the black people on it because in the end, my question is is like, what has pragmatism gotten us in the last thirty years? Yeah, but I mean, we also have to frame what pragmatism is. Because, yeah, but, like I'm not sure pragmatism, right? Well, yeah, well, yeah. The but pragmatism I, 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 they yeah the pragmatism they use being pragmatic, this that and the third. I'm like, if we all we've always gone for this option, the quote unquote lesser to evils. Or the one over this versus that, and these niggas always betrayed us and put us in jail or made shit worse. Like any game we have, excuse me, have had some type of regression of like at least double or threefold. Like, like we gotta get to the point where it's like we had a black president, but then we got to the point where we were seeing black people killed in the street like it was the era of like super Jim Crow lynching like yeah. <laughs> under his watch and it's and, and, and he could do nothing like he could yeah. do nothing for, about it so when people bring up Biden I'm like this is one of the main people who, who locked up a generation of people like we do we like Hillary deserves a lot of flack for what she said but in yeah. terms of the law this mm. is the man that made the law. Mm. And so if we go back to quote unquote normalcy of like 2016, rents was going up, wages were stagnant, people didn't have health care, um, people were still getting sick, the cities were still becoming pushed out, becoming whiter, gentrification is getting worse. So basically, we go back to that. And now it's kind of like that just with an asshole who doesn't act right in front of the cameras and who's yeah. blatant about the stuff with Mexicans and, and immigrants coming from south of our border. 
versus y'all doing it undercover where we couldn't see it. Like I mean, there's <clears throat> there's this. There's a question of judges. And it, there's a question of like sort of I mean, if we are to obey the law, <laughs> you know, like I'm like, mm. um, there's a question of judges. There's a question of um, environmental protection. Right. Like, I think for me, like those are the two things. It's like if I'm thinking about will, you know, like if I'm going to eat shit and vote for this asshole, you know, what I mean, like those are the two questions that I would think of. And I also have to think the third question I think of is like, if I'm not, then it's like. I have to, you know, like I have to go pat by the precept of what Malcolm said. You know what I mean, brother Malcolm. You know, yeah. um, Shabazz. You know what I mean. Which was like it's the ballot or the bullet. Like either you gonna, and sometimes it's the ballot and the bullet. You know what I mean. Like either you gonna like participate. Nah, actually, I'm not gonna put. I'm not gonna put the onus on the people. Either they're gonna give you a a choice and a way to affect your life and your world and your environment and your community and your family and like the welfare of it with, you know, the government, with the, you know, civics. Or it's like ski mask way. You know what I mean? Like it's really, it's really only those two options. And like, I feel like what they've done is They've taken away the non-ski mask way option. Yeah. That's what they're doing. They're like handing you the ski mask. I personally think the ski mask should always be around for you. The ski mask should always be under the bed. It's the right. bat suit. The ski mask should always be there. Right? This should always ski be there. Yeah, it's an the, option. Don't you got the that pole like Batman did. You slide down to the basement. The outfit, <laughs> right. the outfit comes. You know, <laughs> you know, night. You got you got your night moves. You know. Yeah, I just I, I, and I that's all they understand. Yeah, I just like I don't believe in, in the EPA protections that much, uh, and that he'll that he'll follow through. I think that Biden will probably do things for the LGBTQ community. And I think he would show up pro-choice. But even like there's local federal judges that are probably important. But when people bring up the SCOTUS, I'm like, bro, it's going to be 5-4. And Biden is 77 years old. We can see. Like all the motherfuckers on the the Republican side is young. You know what I mean? RGB, she going to be around for the next four years? No, you know, like knock on wood. You know what I mean? Whether so, she, you know, wants to or not, you know. So Biden, he'll get in there and he'll replace two, maybe, but it'll be the still five four, because yeah. I just don't see Clarence Thomas retiring. Like I think yeah. if he get, if he there's a Democratic if it's, if Biden wins, he's like I could wait out four years if Biden can last four yeah. years himself. Right. Then exactly. it goes on who's going to be vice president, and you know that could be a major thing. Like who do you pick? Was yeah. this a, the Elizabeth Warren gamble? You know what I'm saying? Is this the what she oh, talked yeah. about in the back room? Like, yo, you got Bruh. two years left. It's like so these niggas, right? Like, so okay, so let's talk about Bernie Bros, right? So those niggas who, like, we talking about the, the niggas that's wild for Bernie, right? Like yeah. they're acolytes and shit, and like 
I can't stand the Yankees, right? Because, like, first of all, the ones that aren't bots are fucking Terrible. dumb. They don't <laughs> understand the strategy of shit, bro. Like, they just, they. I think it's just they so used to being white, they never had to apologize for anything. They never had to be shrewd or any of that shit. You know what I mean? Like, so fuck them niggas. However, I can feel how angry they must have been when Warren dropped out. And she didn't say shit. Didn't say shit. And then, like, what was it? Yesterday, she was like, oh, Bernie is this, that, and the third. I'm just like, yo, that's ice cold. How could you <laughs> don't say nothing right now? Don't say nothing. Yo, that's Brutus giving the eulogy. You know what I mean? Yo. It's giving the eulogy, bro. That's some Cersei Lannister shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, I was like, whoo, like. Wow, you really gonna come out and say some shit. Like this yo, quick y'all cold, y'all cold blooded. Like y'all cold blooded. Cold, cold. <laughs> I, like, oh. I know them burn. They fucking whole head exploded, bro. Like, cause my head nearly exploded. I was like, wow, you really got something to say right now. Like, why? Wow. <laughs> and like to be to be honest, the only reason why I think this nigga probably bowed out because it's like all of those motherfuckers was gonna go to vote. Yo, he was texting uh, the people, bro. Nobody was gonna do yeah. it. Nobody was gonna stop the yeah. voting. Nobody was gonna push it back. Chicken. He's the only he's the only motherfuckers with any type of fucking ethics. That's why. And like if you have ethics, you lose in politics. Yeah. And I think this is this is maybe one of the best things about the legacy of Bernie. And like he ends up becoming like his boy from uh damn, what's his name? Socialist, American Socialist Party. But anyway, he ends up leaving this legacy, which was he was not willing to sacrifice any aspect of his like personal ethic, right, for the game. He didn't bad talk like I, I actually counted as a fault to him because like motherfuckers would say like, oh, he wouldn't talk bad about fucking Biden because like that's his homie. And he literally says every time, like he tries to form like a unified thing like you yeah. won't talk shit he's like oh like let's start let's do this you know like we can't we can't fight in public like we gotta figure this shit out it's like bruh none of these no nobody else playing by them rules bro yeah like i hate to say it i hate to say it even you know like even jesse jackson yo like what if jesse jackson had come out before to support before um what should we call it Clyburn did that fuck shit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but in a way you know it's like he was already beaten like yeah. Jesse sick he was already beaten it's almost like he already fought these battles and lost and it's yeah. like when you sent me that podcast and I heard him talk I was like yo there's a lot there's a lot we don't know about Jesse in them, yeah. in them presidential runs. My whole shit changed about them, bro. Like, yeah. So growing up in a conservative background and like, you know, conservative and also just a black background. So like in, in D.C., like when niggas would talk about shit, like we had a weird relationship with politicians anyway with Marion Barry, right? Like the whole, you know, bitch set me up shit. You know what I mean? Like we had a weird relationship and I just mostly remember people clowning him off for like rhyming and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I never took him serious. Like, Niggas never talked about Jesse Jackson. Like, we knew he was important. You know what I mean? But, like, 
niggas never talked about like the real reason why he was important. And the real reason why he's important is fucking massive. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Nigga, like, fucking Obama, yo. Like, if I knew, if I had, if my history was up the way it is now, when I heard him say what he said about Obama, I would have started, like, researching Obama. <laughs> I would have been like, okay, this nigga don't fuck with Obama. Like, then, is it some ego shit? Or like I should look, I should look shit up. Cause that's because the way he sold it. That's the way yeah. they sold it. Like it was some ego shit, and yeah. he on some jealousy. And yeah. I still see niggas saying that. I'm like, nah, that ain't it, Chief. Yeah. And like I heard, like that whole shit with like the Pete and Amy Klobuchar dropping out mm. with the cough with Biden and Obama. And sorry, people call that rumors. If they talking about this shit on CNN, MSNBC, mm. this shit is fact. Yeah. And I also heard some shit happen too to like Bernie called Biden up to work this shit out, and then like Obama was on the call, and I'm like, there's a real, there's gonna, there's gonna have to be a real public reckoning with like maybe even the young, the, the people who are like our age who were just old enough, young enough to be able to vote and feel hopeful, but also old enough to like, be like, to never believe we were going to see a black president while we were alive. But now that we're older, recognizing the bullshit that he, that, that went on, like, like, yo, maybe Cornell West was right. Maybe Yasin Bey was right. Maybe mm. Lupe Fiasco was right when they went on mm. and criticized him publicly. Like mm-hmm. we kind of went on some like you hey, shouldn't talk it like, and yeah. like you know. But then it gets to a point. It was like, nah, chief, that ain't it. Like, mm-hmm. not now. You out and you won't say nothing. I don't care about your mm-hmm. documentary movies. Mm-hmm. I don't care about your books. I don't care about your Spotify playlists. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care about none of that shit. But if you secretly moving in ways that people can't get no health care, mm-hmm. and people can't get no jobs, and you ain't mm-hmm. doing shit about the gentrification that's happening even in your community, in your state, yep. the state in which you was born, and the one in which you adopted, then mm-hmm. I don't like mm-hmm. I don't care, bro. Go raise your kids. I can't rock it. I can't rock with you. Yeah. You live in the same neighborhood Basil's bought a house in the DC. I know that neighborhood. Yeah. A number of rich people there. Yeah. I can't afford there. Yeah. And I do okay. Mm-hmm. Yo, it's like you've seen that, right? You've seen that. We know what that is. Yeah. You know? He, it's Jay-Z, bro. It's the same shit. There's yeah. a certain point where, like, when you saw Jay-Z with the NFL, yeah. some people had to have that yeah. reckoning in their mind. Yeah. Like we was capped though. I mean, I already seen it at the stadium, bro. Like I seen what he did. Yeah, in yeah, and yeah. out. If he stayed with it, rock with it, it was like, okay, yeah, like this is my shit. Like I'm gonna try to make this shit work. It's like, nah, he got his bread and he was He got out. Go. That's supposed to be your hood, bro. I thought. Yeah. But this is it's the reckoning. People gotta have these public reckonings. 
it's crazy to think to think and like and see Jesse Jackson and like see how old he is, man, and like seeing all the shit that he went through. And it's just like, bro, like the wear and tear of it, it's just like, you know, do you ca- like you do you cash out, right? You know what I mean? Like you get your whole pundit shit, get your bread, you know, like Al Sharpton. Yeah, I, I I gave it my shot. I shot my shot. You know what I mean? Like now let me eat and everything. It's like, can you cash out without fucking undermining that legacy too? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, man, like that's just it just kills me so much. I think about Jesse and I think about like, man, how they just completely they fucking made him a clown, bro. Like it erased his legacy. And like, yo, the whole shit with him and Obama, like, was that was ill. It's like I I'm careful what I say, and I know it's probably gonna be white people that's listening to this, right? But I feel like if I'm around just black people and like we talk about, oh, first black president, this, that, and the third, I'm like, and you know, if it's just me and you, I would say like, oh, I argue. If black is a politic, I might argue about that. Now, if black is a spectacle, you know what I mean? Like then, all right, as a spectacle, maybe so. If it's like how race is cast by the gaze of white people, certainly the first black president, right? Yeah. But if it's politic, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe I was right when I was, you know, in, in Crown Heights and like sitting at my drawing table, not paying attention to the presidential election because I assumed that I would not see a black president in my lifetime. Maybe I was right. You know what I mean? Because it is a politic and it's a politic. Let's face it. And I think it's good that it's dying or it needs to evolve into something else. Right. Yeah. Like the black politic needs to radically evolve. You know what I mean? Into something else. You know what I mean? Like something that while buttressing the work that we need to do regarding like our identity and like who we are and like our culture. Right. At the same time, not being satisfied with it. Yes. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know, bro, like a homie asked me about it online i'll leave there you know actually more than one homie asked me about it's like yeah so you, you know what you want to do and i don't know man i don't know it might it just really depends on the day i just feel like if i don't i gotta like i need to make a covenant with myself to be ready for the ski mask way because like or regardless but like definitely like the the hours I don't spend deliberating and down by, ballot for sure, right? <clears throat> down ballot for sure. Yeah. Make those moves. Um, that one choice, that one thing at the top. Yeah. Hey man, I have the benefit of of voting in a place that doesn't have a, a vote that counts. Ain't that a bitch? So, <laughs> so <laughs> I have a little bit more freedom about whether I can I can say. Fuck this shit or not. Yeah. Because it don't matter no way. Literally. Oh, I didn't even get the vote in the primary. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that a bitch. My shit is this. It's just like, as many Democrats I talk about this, well, they, they chose, all, they chose, everyone chose like, yo, I don't want to hear y'all talking about who can and can't vote in the fall. Where you was willing to get half the people in the Democratic Party, half the country, not have a choice in this matter. 
because you're ready to get it over with. Like I, I don't want to hear none of that shit. Yeah. All the, whatever fuck shit happens happens now. Yeah. But hey, man, you might not have you to go ski mask way. You might not have to go to yeah. ski mask way. You might be able to go to you know the soon to be created nation state of uh, California. <laughs> you know this shit might be like Gundam, and them niggas might be the colonies in there. Hey, they might put yeah. a wall up, bro. You know, <laughs> you might be. Man, straight. let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. This battle has been happening since before we were United States, man. Yeah, we've been putting it off. We've been putting it off for like two hundred years. You know what I mean? We've been putting this shit off, bro. Texas, you got to find out. Never wanted to be states to begin with. Yeah. Certainly not together. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly not in the same. You know what I mean? Like, so, bro, we about to see. And it's rumblings happening with the EU, too. Like, we'll see. It's crazy when I'm looking at the the news coming out of the EU the last, like, more than two years or so. But, like, it's crazy how old school the news is. It's literally, like, sort of the um, agricultural, you know, southern area. And fucking the money and fucking industry north, mm-hmm. and they're still having a conversation. Yeah, the same bro. shit, bro. <laughs> same shit. Ain't shit changed. Niggas got iPhones, and that's it. iPhones yeah. and VR helmets and, and PlayStation. That's it. Yeah. Everything's yeah. just the same, bro. <laughs> yeah. What is it? What is it? Saul said. Colton is cotton. <laughs> that nigga ain't lie, yo. Colton is cotton. Yeah, man. Yeah. Let's leave it on that. Yeah. Fucking brother Saul. Let me let, me let you get your, your fish your fish dinner popping. Oh my god, the air fryer, bro. That <laughs> changed my whole life. One day I'll get me one. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to eat fish. Toss out. And write a rap ballad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, man. Thanks for calling, yo. All right, brother. I love you, man. You. Like, happy birthday. Thanks. 40 more, man. Let's go. Let's, get, let's make it to 100. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> let's, get to, let's get to 2080. Get some spaceships. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, oh hell body. yeah. You know <laughs> I want to see what the earth look like from the other side. You know, you know what I'm, I'm, I'm fitting to leave. I'll give you a robot body. I'll bounce. I'm out. Oh, nice. Nice. Shit. Yo, we got to talk about Kimono Zume next time. It uh, jumped a shark. I think it's got six solid episodes. I forgot. Actually, <laughs> it don't land. It don't stick to landing. Like, there's one episode that's just, like, so garbage. But I still love this show. Yeah. <laughs> you came back with that yeah. 2000 shit. <laughs> Quarantine anime. Yo, I'm... Bro, let's and now's the time to make it too. All right, man. You know? Peace. All right, man. Please. Be safe.